Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to That's Cool. Hope you guys are all having a good day and had a great Friday. Uh, hope you guys all have some good weekend plans um, and all that good stuff. Today, we're going to be talking about some winners and losers of the NFL draft, right? We're gonna bring, I got four winners and I got four losers. Some players, some teams. So we're just, that's what we're going to be talking about today, my winners and losers of this year's NFL draft. I'll also be sharing my picks at the end of this episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And we'll go over my picks as well of what I predicted yesterday. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Right now, we'll go back and forth. Winner and loser, you know, we'll go back and forth. My first winner of the NFL draft is Saquon Barkley and basically the whole New York Giants offense, right? This New York Giants team for the past two to three years, maybe four years, has not had an offensive line, right? They've tried to improve this O-line. they failed. They tried, tried numerous times and just haven't been able to get it to work. Now they draft Evan Neal with their you know first pick in the draft or second pick in the draft, right? Their second first round pick. And they draft Evan Neal, in my opinion, the best lineman in the draft. That is such a win for not only the whole offense, but in particular, Saquon Barkley. Then in the third round, they get Josh Azudu. Hope I hope I say that name right, from North Carolina. Another good lineman to make this offensive line you know, good, containable, and to, you know, develop this offensive line to make it manageable and usable. If you're Saquon, uh, Daniel Jones, right, you're really excited about this pick, these two picks, because now you can finally get an offensive line to run behind. You get some time in the pocket, right? It now opens up your offense. It allows both Daniel Jones and Saquon to now you know, improve their game dramatically. And if you're Saquon, right, this helps even more because now coming off injuries, you can now get some holes, get some, you know, open areas to run through that you might not have had earlier in your career that maybe led to injury, unlike now. So that's why my first winner is Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. I think it works perfect for him. My first loser is Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, a guy who has been at the helm for the Tennessee Titans the past, I think, two to three years, he's been the guy, and he has not had that much playoff success. You know, he's had good regular season success, a lot of good winning seasons, uh, first seeds, and all that good stuff, but he's not been able to win a playoff game. Now you see the organization in the third round take Malik Willis. If you're Ryan Tannehill, you feel a little bit threatened, right? And he even came out and said, hey, you know, it's not my job to mentor this guy. He feels threatened. He knows his job now is on the line, considering that the team spent a valuable third-round pick on a quarterback when you know he thought he was the guy. Well, I think he's starting to find out that he might not be the guy in Tennessee. So Ryan Tannehill, I think, is by far the biggest loser of the draft, considering that his job might now be up in jeopardy, and he might not be the guy in a year or two, right, considering this Malik Will selection. Another winner I have, the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens had a phenomenal draft. I think a lot of us will agree with that. If it's not the best draft, it's 100% a top five draft. You know, you got Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Linderbaum. I saw in some mocks, Kyle Hamilton was the best player in the draft. And some people are even going as far to say Tyler Linderbaum was the best player in the draft too, but he was just a center, so he didn't get the love, right? So two very good players. Then they go David Ojabo, the guy from Michigan who tore his Achilles, you give him a year to sit, you know, heal, and he can come back. He's a great player. Then Travis Jones from UConn, another good interior lineman. He had a great year at UConn, right? Then they get some guys from Minnesota, 
They get a cornerback from Bama, right? They fill a lot of spots. They get some good players, a lot of good quality players. Their first four and five, their first four to five picks were really good picks. Ravens had such a good good draft. You know what I mean? They got better in this draft. So that's why I have the Ravens as a winner. Loser. I don't really think that this needs to. I think we all know who's going to be, right? When we're talking about losers of this draft, the New England Patriots. And I don't even think I need to explain myself. Obviously, I am, but I don't really think I have to. I think if you're an NFL fan, you know why this is a loss. Cole Strange with your first pick. Horrible pick. Um, If you're a Pats fan and you follow the Patriots, you know that we had Shaq Mason and we shipped them out to Tampa Bay for a fifth-round pick. You basically replaced Shaq Mason, a Pro Bowl guard, for Cole Strange. Horrible. Then you get Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. Um, not something you really needed, right? You spent a ton of money last year in free agency getting Bourne and Aguilar, right? You didn't really need another wide receiver, but you go out and get one just because he ran a 4-2. You know what I mean? Just because he ran a 4-2, you go out and get a receiver. That was also not a good pick in my opinion. Then you go back-to-back corners and you get a running back and a quarterback and another running back, positions that you don't need. You know what I mean? We got Mac Jones. We don't need... Bailey Zapp from Western Kentucky. Then we get two running backs. I don't care if one was the fastest and one's strong or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. You know, you had Damian Harris. Um, what's his name? Stevenson and James White. These three guys aren't going to see. These two guys aren't going to see any time. And then two corners. You only really need one. And Bill Belichick, if you're a Pats fan, you also know that Bill Belichick's good at developing corners. He's got a lot of guys who were not drafted. You can take in free agents and turn them into good players. He did that with Malcolm Butler, right? He did it with JC Jackson. He's good at doing that. He's good at developing corners. So that wasn't really even a need either. And then quarterback, we know Mac Jones. Don't need him. So Pats by far had the worst draft out of anybody this year in the NFL. And it was horrible. It was horrendous. You saw Bill Belichick taking the draft and yet again, you know, you see Bill drafting who he wants and yet again, another horrible draft for New England. My third winner, the New York Jets. New York Jets, man, listen, they're a team that I think is going to surprise a lot of people this year. You know, they got a whole lot better in free agency, and now they had another great draft to back it up. Sauce Gardner, my opinion, best corner in the draft. Good pick. Garrett Wilson, Ohio State. I think he was the second or third best receiver in this draft. Great pick. Jermaine Johnson, the second from Florida State. Great pick. Three home run picks right there. Great picks. Brees Hall, um, you know, obviously he was the best running back and you got him in the second round, but they didn't really need a running back. But I guess, you know, they're going to have him and Michael Carter probably split reps. You know what I mean? Have a dual backfield, not really have one main guy. Um, So I I can understand that pick. Would I necessarily have taken him? Probably not, but I'm not going to hate on it. You know, it's still a good pick. And then Jeremy Ruckett, or Rucker, hopefully I'm saying that right too, from Ohio State. I love that pick. I think he's a good tight end. He can sit behind CJ Uzma, or he can even get reps. Listen, the Jets had seven picks, and I think they did great with all seven picks. Then they went O-Tackle from Louisiana, Max Mitchell. Then they went DN from Texas A&M and Michael Clemens. I think those two guys are both pretty good players as well. There's nothing wrong with getting two linemen. Nothing wrong with linemen. I love when teams get linemen. And, you know, they... they 
They got a good player with each of their picks. They only had seven, but they made each of those seven picks count. That's why I'm putting the Jets as a winner of this draft. I mean, hey, the Jets are a team in the next two to three years. I mean, I'd watch out for. The Jets are really looking good. They're looking strong. They're making the right moves and all that good stuff. A big loser. Not a big loser, but in my opinion, they're still a loser. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, You had the first pick in the draft, and you draft Trayvon Walker. I'm not saying Trayvon Walker isn't bad or he isn't a top five pick, but if it was me, I'm taking either Hutchinson or Thibodeau. I'm not taking Walker if I want to take a lineman with the first pick. So I think that was a bad miscalculation by the Jags. Then they get Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd, great linebacker, best linebacker in the draft. Can't complain about that. Then they go center. Okay, you know what I mean? I don't really know if they needed one, but okay. Then they go linebacker again. And the way I feel about this is you had Miles Jack. Miles Jack's a relatively young guy, right? He's been in your team a while. He knows your system. Why get rid of him if you're just going to draft somebody? See, my thought process is if you're drafting a position that you let someone walk in, you're just wasting that pick on replacing them. You know what I mean? You're really not getting your team better. You're just filling a spot because you let someone who was already in that spot walk. So that's why I don't really like those two picks. Or I like Devin Lloyd, but I don't like the second linebacker taken. Then they draft draft Snoop Connor running back. In my opinion, useless, right? You have Travis Etienne and Robinson. You don't need another running back. Then they go junior corner and they go then they go two corners. Uh, I don't really know their corner situation. I'm assuming that they need corners because they took two. But I just don't think that um that it was worth I think Trayvon Walker is what really takes this draft down. That's why I put him in a loser because I feel like you reached with a first-round pick when the first-round pick should be a guy that you have 100% faith in and confidence in. There's no questions, no doubts. But, you know, they have doubts with that kid. So now looking at my next winner, my last winner, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think a lot of people are going to agree with me on that. The Eagles, another team that's had some great, great off-season additions, right? with A.J. Brown and all that stuff. They draft Jordan Davis, possibly the most athletic freak in this draft, right? At 6'6", 341 pounds, right? Um, You can have him sit behind Fletcher Cox, right? And then he can grow, you know, he can learn from Hall of Famer and Cox and become that top player. Then you go Cam Juergens, which I like again too because... With Kelsey near the end of his career, he can sit behind him and learn and you know grow as a player there and then start next year. Then N'Kobe Dean, I think that's the steal of the draft. You get N'Kobe Dean in the third round when he's a first-round talent. I know he's hurt. I know he's always banged up. But if he's healthy, you're getting a franchise linebacker, right? And I think he'll be healthy. I think you can give him a year off, get right, and then he'll come back and be just as productive. So I love that pick. Then they go Kyron Johnson. Linebacker from Kansas, late round picks. But, you know what I mean? Just to get a linebacker in case Dean, you know, can't play or something happens with Dean. And then they go tight end. Nothing wrong with it. The Eagles always have good tight ends. They always develop good tight ends. That's what they do. So I think that they had a good draft. And more importantly, they they had a good overall free agency, right? They made the moves they needed to. This team doesn't need much as well. This is a team that I think a lot of people overlook when they think of good teams in the NFC. This was a team that made the playoffs last year, and this team only got better this year. Expect to see good things from them. I think they had a good draft. You know, I think the Cowboys are 
the last loser. And I think a lot of you guys can agree with this. Because why? They draft Tyler Smith, O-Tackle. Some people didn't even have him as a first-round pick. They go Sam Williams, edge rusher, right? Then they go Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver from South Alabama. And then Jake Ferguson, tight end, Wisconsin. Why are those first four picks so bad? I'll explain. Their first pick, right? You had Lael Collins. You let him walk. So you drafted a guy to just fill the position that he was already in. This goes back to what I was saying about Jacksonville, right? If you're going to bring a guy in, or let's, let's backtrack, free agency. If you let a guy walk in free agency, then you go in the draft and you draft that position. Did you really get better? Right? Did your team get better? No, your team did not get better. They replaced Collins with Tyler Smith. They re- replaced Crawford or Lawrence, whoever went to Denver. I can't remember. They replaced him with Sam Williams. Amari Cooper. They just replaced with Jalen Tolbert. And they have Dawson. Uh, not I was going to say Dawson Knox. They have Schultz, Dalton Schultz. Do they really need Jake Ferguson? Right? Do they need Jake Ferguson? I, I don't think so. All of those three guys, if they just re-signed Collins, if they kept Lawrence or Crawford, whoever it is, and if they kept Cooper, you could have drafted three players there that would have been different positions and would have filled different roles. And that's when your team gets better. When you let guys walk and then you draft their fillers, you're not getting better. You're just substituting talent. You're just substituting players. That's what the Cowboys did here. And that's why I have them as my loser because they wasted picks on guys that they didn't necessarily need to draft if Jerry Jones just decided to spend a little money and re-sign some players. Amari Cooper, fine. I get it. His contract was big, and he's 29 going on 30. But Collins, right? Gregory, I think it was Gregory. I don't even know. I can't remember. But the guy who went to Denver, you couldn't re-sign him? Right? So those are my winners and losers of this year's draft. I think, you know, overall, the winners, put it this way, if you won this year in the draft, your team got better, a lot better. If you were a loser this year, your team either A, didn't get better, or you just flat out got worse, and you're, you, you shit the bed in the draft. And that's what the Pats did. So now let's talk about my picks yesterday. Red Sox money line. Ba-boom. Check. Hurricanes money line. Check. Mavs plus nine. Yet again, misses by one point. Yet again, misses by one point. So I missed that when we go uh, two and one on the day, another profitable day. We're seven and ten this week. We're looking good. You know what I mean? We're looking good. We're looking solid. The Mavs, man, they're just frustrating because they never seem to want to go my way. You know, they always want to lose it by one point. So I guess the Mavs aren't my team. Thank God they lost, right? Thank God. Don't have to bet them again. So my picks for today, I got Red Sox minus one and a half. I got Celtics minus six and a half by those points. And I got Avalanche money line. Red Sox have been on fire. They're playing the O's in Fenway. They're bound to, you know, light it up. Celtics, they close it out tonight. They got to close it out tonight. And I think that they beat the Heat pretty, you know, easily. In Avalanche money line, because I think the Avs close it out too. I think the Avs win in six. They ha- if they don't win in six, you never want to go to a game seven because anything can happen in game seven. So that's my picks for today. Now, before I wrap it up, guys, make sure you're following me on Twitter at That's Cool. That way you can be updated with you know, up-to-date information as soon as it comes out. You know, if there's a not a podcast going to be up one day, you'll know it on Twitter. If you want to see, like, hear my opinions during games and stuff like that, that's where you hear it. Um, also, tomorrow there will be an episode out probably around 3 or 2, around this time again. Um, be sure to be on the lookout for that. 
And without further ado, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Hope you guys have a great night tonight and be safe this weekend. See you guys tomorrow.